Good. That was nice. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. And we have a special guest sitting here with us. Who is it? My name's Joe. (laughs) (laughs) This is Joe, Bernice's daughter. She's joining us today. She's our second ever guest on this podcast, so we're excited to have you. Yes, I'm so excited. Her full name actually is Josephine Josephine Kiyomi Johnston, but she changed her last name to Ellsworth because she got married. But that's fine. You have to accept that. I know I'm going through a phase. Now it's Josephine Ellsworth. You you dropped the Johnston. I dropped the Johnston. She Aww. dropped you. I dropped it. Actually, it wasn't my name. You have four boys. I was Bernice Brown. That's true. Yeah. That name is going The that, name's that gonna name's be going to be carried strong. on. Yeah. I have true. a hard time with <laughs> You do. Accepting those. But things. at least she lives here. And now she works here. Now she works here. I see her you every guys, day. You sit across from we get to, We argued <laughs> yesterday afternoon right here. We Did argue? Uh-huh. Yep. After I left? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, I don't know why you can't take accurate. criticism well. I, I'm not even taking... I'm not... I wasn't even reacting. I'm like, yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we some low blood sugar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Girls, go eat and then come back. Glaring <laughs> at each other. Yeah, it was good though. Then we got a lot of work done. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just gotta get that. Gotta get your chest and then go. I'm like right to the computer. <laughs> Awkward silence and mom, you're like, I'm glad it. You know, we just get a lot of work done when it's quiet in here. Oh yeah, just break the silence. I did a <laughs> reframe. Reframe. <laughs> Segway. Look at how productive this fight is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Well, yeah, we're talking about, so I, um, today's Thursday, I'm officially one week away from uh, my due date, which is the day that she's going to get kicked out of this bod. Of your womb. Frankie. Frankie. Unless she decides to make her way out sooner. So at the very most, we have another week. And it's just, it's just got me thinking about, um, raising children, um, especially daughters. Cause obviously I'll have, I'll have three of them. And one relationship that I've always had just so much respect for is your relationship and how you guys have, um, well, how you raised Joe to be as strong, but yet also very compassionate and a caretaker, but also very independent. Um, so just kind of, I'm curious to hear from both of your perspectives about, um, just growing up and how you were raised and how much of it is just who you are and how much of it is, you know, the, the whole nature versus nurture. Um, and now the fact that you have moved back to Missoula and not only have you moved back, but you live down the street from your mom and you work together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to be lonely. Don't want to be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to, uh, the beginning. So just so you guys know, Joe is the oldest yes, of, of four brothers. Mm-hmm. So there's five of us. Yeah. It was a crazy life. And a lot of pets. And so many pets. So many pets. Gosh. A lot of things to control. <laughs> this is what happens when your mother grows up alone. 
So I yes. grew up alone. So then, even though I had sibs, as we know, they were much older. And they were at boarding school. And they were at boarding school. So I, I just want everything to be full all the time. Yeah. Like, what will happen if I'm just sitting? It'll, it kind of reminds me of my childhood. So, yes, we do have a, quite a few pets. We have a cat that's trying to pass. <laughs> and <it's- laughs> Kind to him though. I am. I, I groomed him yesterday and he looked like he might pass in the night, but nope, he looks pretty good this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Joe, since you always grew up with tons of people and animals around, do you, you used to like that though? Oh yeah. I love it. You love it. So I now have three pets. So you're so, not like the opposite. You're not like, oh my gosh, it was always crowded and no. crazy in my house. I need like space and silence. No, I crave. You like the craziness. I like the craziness. I like to be surrounded by animals as well. So, um, how like what? How would you how would you describe your childhood? Like, what are some of your fondest childhood memories? Um, I would say it was crazy, but full of love and uh-huh. laughter and. Uh, kitchen dance parties and running through the forest with our shirts off, me and my brothers, before I knew <laughs> that I had to put a shirt on. Um, I'm like, when was that? But that being said, my mom taught, like, that alone is just saying, you know, we didn't really have to think about much. We were just allowed to kind of be wild and free. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my parents were starting a rafting company, and so we were caught up in the craziness, and I think a lot of um, caretaking was put on me. You know, mm-hmm. I did a lot of babysitting, but I liked it. I liked that role. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Huxley's such a caretaker, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. We're really similar. You guys are similar. And sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, like, am I forcing her to be a caretaker because she is the oldest? Like, did you feel that pressure to take care of no, your siblings? No, I think I've always been that way. You my liked dad, it. Yeah, my dad has always called me the safety officer of the oh, family. They yeah. were just calling her that at yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and everyone jokes about it, but... I've always been a rule follower. Mm-hmm. I'm always checking in with everybody. Like mm-hmm. I know I've heard you say, you know, Huxley has walked up to you when you've been upset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you okay, Mama? Like mm-hmm. checking in on you, and you, mm-hmm. it makes you feel like, yeah, Don't check in on me. I should be checking should, in on you. Yeah, um, but I did that with my mom too. I have memories of when I was very little, like waddling up to the bed and like uh-huh. leaning in between her legs and looking up at her and like trying to grab her hair. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like what's going on? You know, yeah. like always checking in. I think it's just like yeah. As the oldest, you are alone for that amount of time, mm-hmm. and I think when new babies come into the mix, mm-hmm. new siblings, you see how much your parents love them, and then you're like, oh, this is my job too. Oh, cute. oh yeah, good point. So you kind of see your model, you're modeling after what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah that's a very, and it, that's a good question for everybody out there in terms of as um, firstborn children, if mm-hmm. other people have noticed that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that interesting question of whether it's the placement of the child right. in the birth order there's a yeah. whole oh, there, I think all there's sorts a lot of research about that about birth order uh-huh. um and so because i just a, think like if piper were the first born she would be <laughs> terrible at it <laughs> little winky she's like a pirate or something yeah. she's always been kind of like she's that she's so selfish <laughs> but she has the um she has the convenience of being selfish because right. she, she has does. an older sib who like right. gives her everything and takes yes. care of her you which know? of course right away that just changes the dynamic of how you grow up right but then of course it could be her combination of her personality right with the fact that she's the second born mm-hmm. and will be the middle child in this family right yeah so yeah. and for you joe i always wondered like was it just your personality yeah you know that you were just a kind of a go-getter 
bossy. Um, bossy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rule yeah. follower. Yeah, rule follower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I've always, even when I was little, not afraid to like speak again. <laughs> Against what I'm told, like mm. standing up for myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, you've always been yeah challenging what's been said to me. Like I'm well, not afraid to use my voice no, back at yes. somebody in a weird way. Yes, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday in the office, <laughs> I love that. Well, even like the other day, Huxley, I was like trying to. I'm like, we've got to go. Like, what is taking you so long, tiny little human? And she's like, Mom. This is just how I am, okay? And I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. But it is. She's mm-hmm. like, this is how I am. She was like staring at the little princesses on her underwear and like <laughs> taking her time, getting dressed, you know? And it does, like, she stops me in my tracks constantly because she does. She's like, Mom, this is who I am. You know, uh-huh. like, relax. relax. Everything's going to be fine. And it, um, it, yeah, it just seems like you guys have a lot of those similarities. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So we've heard uh, some stories that you've shared on the podcast and um, more so personally. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are all like, what? I know she's nervous. She's, she doesn't know what this question is. <laughs> but we've heard that your mom was a yeller. The old yeller. That's what we used to call her. Old yeller. I yeah, think we've touched old, on old. that in, in a podcast before, but... How did did that like affect you at all, or did it scare you at all as a kid to hear your mom like yelling? Uh, a little bit when I was younger, and then it kind of got me fired up. Did it? Yeah. Um, she definitely would yell quite often. (laughs) Uh But I mean, thinking of like now, I look back and I think about you know she was alone in Montana starting a rafting company with people she didn't know. Yeah, and with all these kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see how easy that would, I would be a yeller, too. But. Yeah, and I'm a yeller, too. Yeah. And so I'm just curious to hear it from your perspective. Yeah. As Welcome, a, yellers. As a, a functioning, uh, thriving adult who obviously doesn't seem right. scarred by her right. mother's yelling. <laughs> I'm not really a yeller, actually. No, in fact, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. None of the kids are yellers. No. Because you did, you you took care of it for them. I, I kind of, yeah. It's interesting because even, like, Ev, her, Joe's next brother in line he he'll i can see that he wants to yell sometimes but he's totally like we need to not do this now. oh interesting so it's almost like you guys mm-hmm. learn that yelling maybe isn't the most effective way to make well, it was things upsetting happen. you know it was upsetting. We were just like all right she's yelling i just remember thinking like she's gotta let this out we're gonna watch her <laughs> Yeah, she's going to say some things like, oh, God, I'm just the worst mom, blah, 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 blah. We're just going <laughs> to watch her do it and be like, okay. Okay. She's going to cry a little bit. <laughs> and then we're going to go up and let her calm down. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, or sometimes, you know, the yelling would start and we'd all be like, uh-oh. Get to the quickest room and close the door. <laughs> Everyone would like run to the bomb shelter. Yeah, there was around. a downstairs uh, bathroom that we would go into if we could it was like a half bath <laughs> yeah but we thought it was kind of like like the pirates are coming like go yeah. go 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 like all three of us waddling it became a bathroom. game yeah look i created community you did yeah. look at that yeah. camaraderie <laughs> we must save ourselves from the crazy mother <laughs> well it's like and i guess part of this i'm asking too because part of it like ties into my philosophy and ula's philosophy about um like feeling our feelings right 
And like, even now Huxley, when she cries, I'm like, even if I think it's a silly reason why she's crying. And sometimes I say, I'm like, Huxley, you don't need to be crying about this. She's like, mom, I just need to let my sadness out and then I'll be done with it. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about yelling too. And I've tried to instill this, like, it's okay to feel your feelings and not keep everything bottled inside. And I don't want my children to be afraid of my emotions because I'm not, it's not, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm going to be like, no, get out of that. You know, right. it's like, but I, sometimes I just need to release what I'm feeling. And I don't want, like, this is a big thing for me. I don't want my children afraid of my emotions. Mm-mm. And so I think part of being able to be like, you can see me as a, as a functioning human being who With has feelings. feelings and who right. expresses them. And they, a feeling doesn't have to last forever. And no. I love teaching kids and watching kids experience like how quickly feelings can change. Yes. And they're not, you don't have to be afraid of them. And I think that's something that like, I don't Especially know. Especially if I'm, you address the feeling. Oh, totally. Or then, then, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if yes. I address the feeling within 10 or 15 minutes, I'm like, I feel better. Yeah, the feeling is yeah. gone now. But that if I try and bottle I let it, it go. if I bottle it, then boy, I have like weeks sometimes, totally. you know, and that happens with my husband sometimes right. where I'm like trying not to. Yeah. Show him how upset I am. Sure. But suddenly, you know, like two weeks will go by and I've just been bottling and bottling and bottling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he'll say or do something and then I'll have an overreaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Like what's, yeah. what's going on? Like yeah. I, I just put the milk, I left the milk container out <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Can you not see that you do not respect? me you know <laughs> and with no respect you do not love me it's like what and the? Uh, so with the kids I was way better I think I've been way better yeah in terms of expressing and not mm-hmm. um but of course you have way more control with kids yeah because they're you know it's not like they're gonna be like I'm not gonna talk to you now for two days right no, no. Yeah, or something totally. like that mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah. I also think you guys modeled and I'm not advocating yelling. I think, you know, there's probably no. better ways and to express. And we were express. never scared of your yelling. Yeah, like, and was, I think like, that's, that's an important thing. thing. I say. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not scary. It was a part of who you were, and we, we that you were just a very, you're a big feeler. You yes. are a big feeler. All your emotions are kind yeah. of worn on your, like, on yeah, your I have sleeve a hard time a hiding that, right. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And even, yeah. it, it goes to show you, uh-huh. for example, like, if, well, what, if we were sick at school and, you know, we'd call, it would, you would bring us home and be like, why do you, like, you're not sick, like, (laughs) and we actually, like, we feel guilty for coming home during the day, but it was because you were worried about us actually being sick. Yes. Coming out, you're like, just be better. Like, I don't want you to be sick. You're exactly right. There'd be a better way to do with that, by the way, folks out there. (laughs) But, but, but I can feel that as a parent. We saw that, like, we're not, your kids know that. Yes. You guys are smart enough to know that. And I also think, this is my opinion. You can correct me, Joe. That you guys like very strong females. We do. Like you, yeah, you're a strong the... female, and the boys, I think, are like strong females. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of their, they're drawn to the all of their ladies are very um, well spoken and yes. opinionated. Sure. Yeah, they're not. Um, no one's hiding behind anything. They're mm-hmm. all just kind of out there, and... and their partners don't hide behind them. No, they're very like. And I love that. Like, I just, yes. I just like showing up and being honest with how you're feeling. You know, I think that's really important. And that's something I try to do in my family too, is just be like, this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. 
you don't need to be scared of it. You don't need to like, you don't need to make it better. We're all just going to be able to feel our feelings and then know that if we actually feel them and release them, then they're going to be gone soon. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll go back to equilibrium. Right. Yes. But like, let's just get it out. Yeah. Whatever you mm-hmm. need to get out and then let's move on. Yeah. As a family. And so I think in a way you can kind of model that as a parent to be like, feel it and then be done with it. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I think they, yeah, I definitely was like that. Yeah. It's a gift to be able to feel your feelings, honestly. Yeah, no, totally. That's true. And, and to not have even, anyone else be afraid of them yeah. either, to be like, show up. Exactly. Feel what that's you feel. That's so funny. Um, so my husband, Sam, uh-huh. you guys know him. Hi, Sam. You guys out there. Is he going to listen? Uh, probably. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. You know, um, I... Strong female. Right yes, there. there she goes. <laughs> I feel my feelings a lot. And sometimes he's like, I don't even know what to do with you. Yeah, it's sure. a lot. Sure. Um, but we just had a conversation the other weekend about, you know, we're newly married. Things are crazy. Work's crazy. Like, we're working a lot. We got a new puppy. All this stuff. Um, and I've been doing a lot of social media stuff. So mm-hmm. I've been on my phone a lot. And he's been on his phone. And so mm-hmm. we just, like, stopped. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we were having a conversation about feelings. Anyways, we our thing now is like if we feel like we're not checking in with each other or not being real enough, we just say show up to each other. Oh, I love that. Uh, oh. Which is funny that you said that because literally like I'll be over here totally uh-huh. tweedledum and he'll just be like, hey, Joe, show up. Like, I love that. Check back in. Like yeah. feel because, you know, especially with today, it's easy to like hide behind devices and screens. I think that's where people don't really feel their feelings all the time. And don't connect. And don't yeah. connect. Mm-hmm. Or feel like they, that only some feelings are acceptable. Mm-hmm. So they only want to share the feelings that are like, you know, are acceptable. positive yeah. or mm-hmm. acceptable. Loving or yeah. caring. So I think that's important to be able to take a step back and realize mm-hmm. like, this is important. Show up. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I, I don't know. A little tangent for everybody, but. No, I love that though. And that's such a like, um, like a very short, but very powerful phrase. Mm-hmm. Show up. It's totally. Just mm-hmm. show up. For everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing right now. Um, so I, I think your parents have an amazing marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've talked a lot about your marriage in this podcast. Yes. We've talked a lot about our, yeah, about both of our marriages. Um, how would you say, I mean, being newly married, you're what, three months almost? Wait. September, September, October, October, November, November, three months, three months, Mm -hmm. long time. Whoa. Good luck with that. (laughs) Watch out world. (laughs) Um, how do you feel like your parents' marriage, like, modeled the type of marriage you want to have? Be, and I, I guess I'm asking, too, because coming from a divorced family, since, oh, yeah, you know, my, my parents got divorced when I was, uh, before I turned one, so, like, nine months old. Um, I've never, I've never been in a household that had a, like, a healthy marriage right. as an example. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, um, how your parents' marriage has has taught you or has been a model for you and your marriage? Or, mm-hmm. like, have you, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, well, I think, you know, my parents' marriage taught me that marriage is, you know, it has its ups and downs, but you really just have to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. But also, it's not always going to be perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like some of my friends who are newly married have this expectation of like constant romance and Mm -hmm. going on these you know yeah just like fantasy world a little bit Mm -hmm. not to say that you know we can't do that do that but I think um watching you guys and seeing all the ups and downs and like everything I just I feel 
pretty prepared with Sam. Mm-hmm. We've been together for eight years already. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that was like a, our wedding was a celebration on the cake to what we already have had. Yeah. And we've already had some big, big ups and downs, but I think, you know, just settling in and riding the wave like you mm-hmm. guys have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sam also comes from a family that is a pretty strong family. They mm-hmm. have a different relationship than my parents, but mm-hmm. being able to take both aspects from both families and kind of meld them into our own mm-hmm. relationship is really helpful. So when things aren't perfect, we're always stepping up to the plate and like doing like the mm-hmm. show up conversations mm-hmm. and really listening to each other and understanding that, you know, not every day is going to be the perfect day, but it's making us grow into like better people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess watching you guys is just like kind of affirms they're, that they're so cute. You can be solid. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like, and you yeah. guys are funny. And he writes you such romantic texts. Do you see? You, do you see those texts? Yes, I do. As, <laughs> as a daughter, I didn't know. Yes, he, I do. <laughs> he really likes. He really likes you. He really likes you. Sometimes I don't think he does, as you guys hear. He loves you. I'm like, he doesn't like me today. I know. Well, you know what's funny, though, is Sam is a lot like Dad and how, you know, we're really talkative. Sorry. Don't tap the table. Just tapping the table. Yeah, a lot of tapping. But Sam's a lot like Dad in how they're not the biggest talkers. Yeah. We're very talkative and emotional. But um, it's just interesting to see how I found someone that is like, it's like a similar Mm -hmm. type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking what you've done with dad Mm -hmm. and using it in my own way with Sam. How I've shaped him. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't think that's funny. I think you can shape a partner. I think you can shape a relationship. And obviously relationship is about, it's about compromise. It totally is. Because you get two independent people who come Mm -hmm. from two different families. Yes. And of course, to make your family work, your own family, you're going to have to shape each Mm -hmm. other in that journey of this is what I need, this is what you need, blah, 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 blah. I totally agree. Whenever anyone says, you can't change a person, I I call BS because there are so many ways in, in which Rob has helped me change. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, when you want, point. like, you, we want to evolve as human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be the person that he met when I was 20 years old. Yeah. 19 years old. I want to evolve. I want to grow. I want a partner who can look at me mm-hmm. and hold up a mirror in a loving way and say, hey, Kaylee, you got to check this. Yeah. Or you need, like, this isn't working for right. us. Or like, this you know. This is too much or whatever. And I think that's such a respectful thing and a very loving thing and a very mature thing to be able to do with another person is to be able to say, I love you, but like, you need to think about this. Yeah. Or like, let's, 100%. you know, and, and I'll support you through it and I love you, mm-hmm. but like this habit or this, you know, whatever, the way that you always react to this or, you know, whatever it is, he has, I think he's been like the number one person in my life who's, who's been able to like help me change mm-hmm. in ways that I want to change, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so I think that that there's, yes, to shape a marriage. Oh. I think there's mm-hmm. something to that. Cause you're basically writing your own book. Right? You are, you're writing your own right. book and yeah. you get to decide how the story goes. Yeah. So that's why you choose to be as a couple, someone like as that a couple. because mm-hmm. you know, like Sam, Sam was Rob. Like he's always mm-hmm. seen me for me, all the mm-hmm. pieces that even I try to hide from people. Totally. He sees that stuff and totally. he checks yeah. into those 
dark places sometimes yeah. is like, what what's going on? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. And he's been the only one to do that. And that's why, you know, mm-hmm. you choose to be with those people so you can yeah. grow and change together and almost. Yeah. And of course you emotion. will. Yeah. Like you, you can't all these that. phases of your life. Like yes. I can't imagine just life staying is complicated. 20 yeah. into my 60s. Like right. obviously there's different concerns and different things that are happening mm-hmm. at each phase mm-hmm. of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we do have to kind of have a malleable relationship. You have really. to have a malleable Because as you move into, mm-hmm. like I'm even thinking like now I, we were in Michigan for Thanksgiving and a bunch of the people around us, I'm like, oh my gosh, folks are getting old. <laughs> like old, right. like, but then I thought, oh. I'm getting old. Like, so I have to, you, I mean, obviously there's gonna be a phase where, you know, people can't walk anymore or, right. you know, just things that happen in 20 right. to 30 mm-hmm. years. And, you know, if you're still living your life, like you're 30, when you're 60, when you're 60 or 70 or 80, yeah. that might not make, bring fulfillment. You're not sort of no. letting yourself mm-hmm. uh, change with the changing mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And not to say I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, you know, dragging my feet around or something, but Obviously, age happens, and right. and children grow, and phases come into come and go. Yeah. So yeah. I love that the couple hopefully changes together over time. I yeah. I also think it's interesting that the three of us are married to like very gentle men. Very yes, gentle. they're so gentle. Yes, soft eyed men. Soft, soft eyed. They have yeah. soft eyes. All of them. They they're do. very loving, and they're like this. This like grounding, calming presence for all of us. I totally. feel like because the three of us, I think, can be very like volatile. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, not me, but you guys. Everyone except you. Everyone except <laughs> I'm you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm isn't that interesting? Like, uh-huh. And so I'm wondering, like, did you rate? Like, did you consciously like raise Joe to be this like strong and powerful and like confident woman, or do you think? part of it is just who she is or part of it is just seeing the dynamic of your relationship with, with Mike and seeing how you were kind of allowed to, to, you know, blossom and be my own person. Yeah. It could have been very different with a different partner. Oh my gosh. I think about how different my life would be if I were with a different man. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be very different. Very different. So like what, or, or like, and I guess I'm just thinking about for me and my girls, like what, like what, do you have any tips or tools or tricks that you did to raise Joe um, to be this strong and confident and powerful woman? Well, I definitely wanted her to be that way because I hadn't been that way as a kid myself. I was mm-hmm. shy and even now it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to ask questions or, mm-hmm. you know, where's the ketchup at the grocery the store yeah. or the restaurant. Yeah. And I really didn't. And my father was the exact same way. It's And I was like, is it inherited? Is right. it just how we are? But I was like, I do not want my daughter being like like me. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, and I named her Josephine after the character in Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, also after her, my husband's father. Mm-hmm. But it happened to work mm-hmm. out perfectly because I What's love. What's the character like? She's super assertive, mm-hmm. right? Like, and she's it's like at the turn of the century, like it's in the eighteen hundreds or something. Mm-hmm. And she's just very, like, all the other women are in the 1800s. They're all kind of like, now be quiet, Joe. Sure. You know, and she's like, I'm going to write a book. You know, and she Mm -hmm. writes a novel. And Mm -hmm. she's just always, and the one, the neighbor wants to marry her. And he's wealthy. And she's like, I don't, you're my friend, but I don't love you. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, but you should. Your life will be secure. And she's like, I don't, that's not what I want in my life. Like, it was such a different story for that time period, written by Louisa May Alcott in the Mm -hmm. 1800s. So... (laughs) I just loved, and she was just, she went to New York, like she just pushed herself. 
And I'm like, that's the kid I want. Oh, that's cool. If I could have a girl like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I always encourage Joe. Like I just, yeah. and the boys too, because my father was also very reserved mm-hmm. and not asking for things. And I'm like, you guys in class, like when they started school, you're going to ask questions. Like I just mm-hmm. kept modeling for them. Stand up, mm-hmm. ask questions. Mm-hmm. And you guys all did. Right. You all did. And, and Ray the other day, that's my youngest. He wouldn't, as we talked on this podcast, wouldn't go get asked for the chocolate croissant oh, yeah. that he ordered. Yeah. And Mike was like, why are you losing why your you shit gonna, about yeah. this? Yeah. But to me, it's like, that's exactly what I would do. And I want you to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said that in the podcast, you said, this is so much deeper than the, the croissant. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much deeper deeper and bigger than just Ray not going up and asking for the croissant because it's tapping into all of your things that you don't maybe like about yourself and don't want to pass along to your children. Right. And I just thought that that was interesting. You're like, it's so much more than about the croissant. It was way bigger than the croissant. I mean, it goes back generations. Oh, generations. Even when, like, that bothers me when, like, Ray does that. Like, I don't, I'm the same way. I'm like, just go do it yourself. And you're, Mm -hmm. Everett and Sam are the same way. Yes. When Ray acts timid we all are like you can do this go Mm -hmm. do it yourself Mm -hmm. pushing him Mm -hmm. to like find his own way go get find your voice Le croissant. Mama said I must have the le croissant. You don't need mom to help you. Like you're like we just really push each other, and I think that's also helped us as siblings. It's- and it was modeled, and it so mm-hmm. you see it was modeled. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't have it, I could still model it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean in a weird way. Well, we grew up in an environment that allowed us to do that with the rafting company. Yes, that's that. true. You know, especially for me, I think I led the way for my brothers because mm-hmm. they saw me kind of pushing against the grain, you know, Mm -hmm. I really had to assert myself in that industry with Mm -hmm. my dad and like all of that. And it's kind of male dominated a little bit. Especially, yeah, male dominated. And I really wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was definitely a lot of boundaries, but when there are boundaries, I just find myself pushing even harder, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Anytime someone's ever told me no, I'm like, watch me. Like Mm -hmm. pretty much I get so competitive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think I was taught that from an early age on the river honestly Mm -hmm. because it was so terrifying but I was like if I want to be a part of this family if I want to work with my dad if I want to show him that I am capable Uh it starts here like I'm gonna get on that raft I'm gonna guide this big rapid even Mm -hmm. though I'm about to pee my pants Uh I'm gonna jump on this riverboard and surf the biggest wave in the river Mm -hmm. with all these guys watching because my dad asked me to and I could tell it was a challenge but I'm like (laughs) all right and inside my knees are just like "Ah." (laughs) but I do it and you know it's followed me all the way through Mm -hmm. life and I think that's a really big lesson for daughters especially mm-hmm. is you're going to meet a lot of barriers but you're mm-hmm. going to have to push past them yeah always yeah people are always there are always going to be people telling you no and I'm sure you guys know that mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. you know and one thing that I really respect about you Joe is like I feel like no matter the situation that you're in like and I feel like you've put yourself in a really big variety of situations yes I mean, even just thinking about the different jobs that you've mm-hmm. had, um, 
it seems like, and, and just the different friendships you have, um, it seems like you're able to like really stand firm in who you are regardless of the environment around you. Mm. And that's something that I, as a, as a person really struggle with, like I can feel, um, like I can feel really secure in who I am and what I stand for and my beliefs when I'm in a comfortable environment. Mm -hmm. But when I, when you take me out of my element, I lose my footing. Mm -hmm. And like, just for an example, yesterday, um, I got asked to be on the board of this, um, of this organization that, that wants to, um, basically create, um, create curriculum trying to figure out the best way to do this it's called pursue your passion it's it's going to be um primarily for females trying to decide if it should be like a like a um a micro certificate through the university blah 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 all this stuff so we we were doing this like we had a board meeting yesterday we were doing a little kind of like think tank session about how it should be structured and my question that kept coming up is like well you know I really like women only environments and so I was like, well, is this for women only? Like, is the theme of, like, feminine energy going to be going through it? And, you know, a lot of the other women in the room were like, well, integration is what we need to be working towards. And um, for me, like, and then I was, you know, then I started talking about the stuff we talk in Ula about, like, you know, safe spaces and blah, 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 blah. And then I got home and I, like, totally mm. questioned myself. Second guess yourself. And I was like... I don't know if I, I don't know if my, you know, my viewpoint is valid. I don't know if like I added any, you know, I, and I don't know if I'm like, if I don't actually know what I'm doing because I, I'm, I'm most comfortable around just like groups of all women. And if I actually know how to put all this into practice when I integrate into a, a bigger, you know, uh, demographic Mm -hmm. and it seems like you can thrive in both like um female dominated and male dominated Mm -hmm. environments do you think a lot of that has to do with growing up on the river like surrounded by men and and then my follow-up question is like do you prefer one to the other like because obviously at ula you're surrounded by women but at your past job it seems like you were more surrounded by the majority men. of my jobs I've been surrounded, surrounded by, by men, men. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. um I think it's the river but also growing up as an athlete oh, I had sure. a lot of really Good strong one. male coaches oh, uh-huh. who were really 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 hard on me um but they really taught me some crazy lessons yeah um, one of the biggest lessons I ever learned was when I first tried out for volleyball in high school this actually really set the tone for freshman what, year. Freshman year for what I believe in. Um, I'd been practicing all summer for this big tryout. I went to a really small school in Lolo, and I was going to a big high school in Missoula. And there were about seventy plus girls trying out, and it went fine. Like for how many spots? It was like it was like eleven spots or something. I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I did pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, I was nervous, kind of like, who am I? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? Um, it was the first time I'd ever been thrust into, like, that kind of an environment where yeah. people were kind of looking at me without almost compassion. Like, it was like, who's the best? Like, mm. cut, cut, cut. Well, in sports, it's, in sports, so, it's very so judgy and, and judgy. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable for sure. But the next day, I went in and all my friends were put on the team and I was like reading the list and I was at the bottom with my name in red and it said manager Josephine Johnston 
And so I went up to the coach. What does that mean? Exactly. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I walked up to the coach and I was like, what does that and mean? And Joe's been taught to go up and ask the question. Right. She was like, well, you'll be allowed to practice with us every day. You'll have the opportunity to earn a spot, possibly. Uh, you won't be you'll be you won't be able to sit on the bench you'll be able to give water to the players during home matches you won't Whoa. be able to go to away games you won't travel you won't travel and honestly you know I, I had this moment of just like on it like I was younger but I remember looking at this lady and inside I just wanted to be like f you. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm capable of. She said of. it in a very sort of like, and you will not be wearing the uniform. Mm. You will be serving water, but you will sit off to the side. We don't want you on the bench. But this you know, like intense like, feeling of like, okay, I probably didn't work as hard as I could have to get this spot. But I went home, practiced every night crazily. We put duct tape on so the wall. So did you, net. you were the manager? So you were like, I was All right, the I'll manager, but then I went back um, and I was playing and then probably a month in, I was just, honestly, I would practiced so much. I put so much time in after school that I was crushing people. And the coach saw it and he moved me up to JV. The male coach. The male coach. And he was like, and from there on out, I will keep this story short, but I realized like, if you really want something, you can Mm -hmm. do it no matter what someone tells you Mm -hmm. and no matter how people treat you, you can do whatever you want. If you put your mind to it, if you're uncomfortable, Accept those feelings, but then mm-hmm. reflect and be like, how can I be mm-hmm. more, like, sturdy in what I believe in? Yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect, obviously. I, you know, I have my issues and everything. But I definitely think that um, that internal strength and being confident comes with a lot of discomfort, mm-hmm. too. But I don't know. Discipline. Yeah. Discipline, <laughs> yeah. Discipline's a I, big piece, too. I think... I have to throw in the um, the sports thing. I think that's a huge thing because I, as you were talking about that, like I grew up dancing, and again, I was only surrounded by girls, and my teachers were all females. Like I literally, when I think about my life, I have had no real experience working and integrating with males. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I think, you know, I have to say that's my husband's stuff Mm -hmm. because how he grew up, the the sports piece Mm -hmm. was a big piece. It doesn't have, it could be like croquet, but it was like the kids will do some, they'll also do music and they'll do sports Mm -hmm. when they're little. So they're exposed to everything Mm because I never did any sports. You know, I was like, I'll sit at home in the, in the banyan tree, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I and I so okay. I don't yeah. know I don't know like <laughs> okay. the banyan you go sit in the banyan tree <laughs> but it but that was uh, harmful to me in a way because I'm not comfortable with competition mm-hmm. I'm not me comfortable either. with losing no you're not oh I have a very hard time losing mm-hmm. I can't play games yeah you get mad and then I'm like it's true I suck <laughs> <laughs> and Mike will say it's because you didn't you didn't play yeah. sports. You don't. He's yeah. like, when you do sports, like Joe was saying, sometimes you're going to lose. Right. And, and he said, those are the best lessons when you yeah. lose. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're not always going to be the best. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. But when you're on a team or even when you're just doing a sport, a single sport, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, sometimes you're going to lose. Right. And so it teaches you sort of discipline and stick with itness a little bit. Well, it teaches you to like, and being challenge your own negative self-talk. In yes. A way. That, because that self-talk in sports kills you. Oh, it'll mm-hmm. kill you. And you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll even, you could be the best and then suddenly you're in your head 
And you just choke. And you just choke because that that negative voice is a mm-hmm. da, 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 just attacking you. Yeah. And at least you learn, like, yeah. you've got to be quiet right now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know I have done this. I have practiced this a mm-hmm. thousand times. And I know I've got it. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, and I do think, like, uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting, too, because I think we're all kind of destined for different roles in the world. Like, And I maybe it's we, not sports, too. Oh, I was just going to say something. But it could be, like, some of the kids I was seeing at Ray School are into um, the computer club. Sure. Or, but they're doing, they're kind of doing their passion and they're, they're finding something you're passionate they're about. They're working yeah. at it. They're I don't think working. it has to be sports. That's a good point. Right. Well, cause I'm just thinking about me. Like I was very passionate about dance and I think that if I had maybe done sports, I don't think I would be as good at working with women either. You know, so part of it is like finding where, where, where you need to be challenged, but also where your natural gifts lie and honoring that too. Like Mm -hmm. even just thinking about Huxley and like the activities that I want to put her in. I also want to nurture and nourish what she's naturally inclined to do. And if it's not sports, like, you know, I don't know if I want to force her into sports so that she gets that experience or if I just want to say, wow, I was pretty Soft. I was a big old softy when I was little. Well, a lot of kids. I just figured. Mike talked about it, and I figured what we're going to do with these kids is we're going to expose you to everything. And so yeah. whether it's music, mm-hmm. it's sports, it's art, just try um, it's technology. Yeah, I'm don't just quit. Gonna, you can't I'm just going to ask you to try it yeah. because nobody ever offered that to me. Nobody ever said, "What you know, just do it." And I would just say no, mm-hmm. and they would just be like, "Okay," mm-hmm. and I'd be like seven. Mm-hmm. And that's the time maybe where you go, but let's just try let's it. Let's try it. Let's just let's keep just doing it. Because you know what? Yeah. You don't know what your strengths are. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I think that exposure piece is such an important piece mm-hmm. in child rearing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like not to like, you know, uh, I'm not trying to like defend myself here, but I do think that like I, I mean, I consider myself a like a strong and confident woman as well but it is interesting for me to see where I may not where I may uh thrive and where I don't thrive and going back to that podcast about like bushwhacking and trying to understand like when do you take the road that feels the most comfortable and when do you take the road that feels the most you know that feels like a challenge to you and I think that there's a balancing act in that as well to be like where, because can you tap into the gifts of that child too? And, and like I said, like if I had been in, in sports, maybe I would be a different person. Maybe Ua wouldn't exist. You know, maybe I wouldn't be passionate about like healing and about, you know, empowering women and giving women a safe space. I don't, I don't know. It's just interesting to, to, to kind of see like, when do you just, when do you push, especially with kids, mm-hmm. you know, when do you push and when do you just say, I don't want to. I don't want to give you anxiety to go to yeah. this activity. Yeah, and again, it's the personality of the kid too. You're going to have different. Because I remember, like, going to I and I, I was like, my mom never got to take uh, music lessons, and so she had us in piano for years. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the insane amount of anxiety that I had going to piano every single week, oh, and I yeah. had to like walk there by myself and Me stuff. Too. So there was like, you know, so part of it is like. I don't know. I just, I, I find that really tricky as a parent. But like, how cool that you, you, you had to deal with you, that anxiety because yeah. some of us didn't, didn't deal. Yeah. But I would not be able to sleep at night and my parents thought I had an ulcer. 
Yeah, but I was you so anxious. deal with anxiety. Like so what happened to me is when I hit my twenties, then I had this, you know, huge pain. I think if I had learned to deal with anxiety earlier on uh-huh. with my mom and dad around, like, uh-huh. oh, you feel anxious, but you, uh-huh. you know, whatever. There's probably right. a better way we could do it with the anxiety. But I feel like I didn't even learn to deal with that, mm-hmm. and so when I hit it. Because you do. Sure, of course. I was completely unversed in it. Like, Mm -hmm. I was completely like, I don't even know, what is this? Because my parents had been so, they call them lawnmower parents now. Oh, They mow everything in front of you. Oh, sure. And my parents were already doing that long ago. Yeah. So I had, everything was a clean path. Like, I'm like, and suddenly someone put a tree and I'm like, but well, mommy and papa always had everything clocked knocked yeah. down yeah so I really didn't know I really did not know what to do with that with that I feeling. mean it took me 20 to 30 probably yeah and a lot of yeah. weird stuff going on in right. there right. I mean honestly I had I've always been pretty like savvy like not really dealing with anxiety for a long time but my transition from Seattle back to Montana mm-hmm. with all of the like city life back to small town living mm-hmm. I was hit with a bunch of anxiety through that year, this past year, mm-hmm. before we got married. And uh-huh. you were there, honest. Like, I don't know what I would have done. You, My mom over here was like, that's awesome. You're feeling anxious and you're having nightmares and all that. She was like, that's your anxiety. Mm-hmm. You can acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. You're anxious. You're having a little, like, mm-hmm. you're having a breakdown, but don't let it, like, rule you. You right. know, acknowledge, but don't let it just, like... Have a conversation yeah, with it. exactly. Let it, you know, what's going on? But back to um, what we were talking about with, like, traits for daughters and stuff. I think oh, a big yeah. thing is uh, adaptability. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you know... Yeah. I know you asked, like, female, like, working with oh, females yeah, sure. versus males. Yeah. Um, this is... Moving back to Montana, I'm working with all females. I've never had that before. Right. I've always worked with male-dominated industries and male-dominated industries. And mm-hmm. it's been a challenge for me, but I honestly, I really, it's refreshing. It totally is. I'll admit that. Because mm-hmm. you actually feel heard. I feel like I was really dealing with some stuff in Seattle where I would have these ideas. And to it gets tiring to keep fighting for your voice in some sure. environments. Sure. And with everyone here, I mean, at ULA, everyone's speaking their truth 100% of the time. I'm grumpy today. La, 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 la. <laughs> anyway. We speak our truth. Yeah. We cry back here. We, we do. fight. We in this little space. <laughs> it holds a lot in here. Yeah, it does. It's true, though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, basically, I feel like we, we show up. We do. We show you up. Know? Yeah. Everyone shows up. And it's kind of like, I'll hold space for you mm-hmm. and your shit, and yeah. you hold space for... I mean, I was I was crying on Tuesday back mm-hmm. here, yeah. you know, being like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. And, you know, I was really upset and sad. But you needed to get that out. I did. Mm-hmm. And you guys just held it for me, and it didn't scare you. No. Or hopefully it didn't scare you. I was But terrified. I don't... I didn't... I honestly didn't care if it did. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I'm Cause like, you're like, I, I need to get it out. We can handle this. Yeah. We can handle each other's emotions. Right. And I think it's, this is actually like, this is something that. My slack back to you. (laughs) I'm like, listen here, lady. Everything's going to be okay. (laughs) It's so funny though, because like, um, I think I was talking to you about this, B. Like, I'm not afraid of my children's emotions. I'm afraid of if something happens to their bodies. Yes. Mm. 
which is like, uh, I don't know, I just kind of had this moment because like Huxley was riding her bike. Of course, kids are going to fall over when they're learning to ride a bike. And every time she falls over, I like scream and I freak out. And I'm like, oh my God! but it's kind of the same thing that it sounds like that you talked about with Joe. It's like, you're okay. Get back on the bike. You're okay. Because I can't handle the thought that she wouldn't be okay. Oh yeah. And like, um, it's interesting though with their emotions because I'm like, it doesn't really, they, their emotions don't, don't phase me. I know that some people are like afraid of other people's emotions or their kids' emotions their kids and emotions, it like, like yeah. totally they just like lose it when their kids are emotional. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, that doesn't scare me. There's mm-hmm. nothing, literally nothing scary about my children's emotions. emotions. No. It's just their bodies. Oh yeah. I don't know. Cause I, 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 I'm very secure with people feeling feelings. And I'm just not as secure with people. Like, I don't know, I think... With injury. With injury. Oh, physical yeah. injury. Physical injury is scary. and I Because have you could die. You could die or you could... It just hurt. It hurts them. I know, but some people are much more afraid of oh, yeah. feeling their feelings. Yeah. I think Mike's... My husband's better with physical injury. Oh, you know, totally. You're horrible. I can't... Ha- <laughs> I cannot... Oh, I yeah. I had a really bad... You guys, this is embarrassing and awful to say. I had a really bad parenting moment. I didn't strap Piper into her um, stroller, and we went for a walk, and I hit a bump. <laughs> she fell out. She Head fell out. Head first. Oh, no. Head first onto the concrete. And I, like, lost it. Uh-oh. And luckily, Rob was there, and he handled it, and he was super calm, and she was fine. Like, I mean, it wasn't that bad, Piper. but it was... It, and it's Piper. <laughs> She's, like, brushes herself off and gets back up. But afterwards... Like, uh, when the kids weren't around, he was like, you can't freak out like that, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, We've had that talk many times. <laughs> many times. She does the same. Well, she, yeah. Yeah, just like, the same thing. it's so funny. But I guess, like, going back to... Oh, it's almost like you want to empower them, though. I'm like, get up! It's like a war. Like, we're in the Civil War. <laughs> get up! You're going to be shot! I have to tell them. I've got to run! I remember when I was riding my horse. Oh, no. I've guys, it was the that. middle of winter. Mm-hmm. I was on my horse cantering around this arena mm-hmm. and he tripped over um like a fence post or something that was like underneath the the footing of mm. the thing anyways cartwheeled with me my horse is giant by the way he's, he's like a 17 17 three if you guys aren't familiar with horses just picture like the budweiser clyde sales oh that's what yeah. he's like and cartwheels throws me in like his whole body weight onto me into a garage door crumpled to the ground. I'm laying on the ground. He's my laying on you. Caught in the stirrup. Yeah, he's laying on me. He stands up. My foot's caught in the stirrup. He takes off. I'm getting drugged he's around the arena. I finally break my spur and I'm on the ground just like, oh. Mm. And so I'm in there and people come running out and I'm like, I don't think I can walk. I can't really feel yeah, my leg. Yeah, you could have had a broken femur. Yeah, I couldn't feel my leg. Yeah. And mom, <laughs> you come running out. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> like hauling me up like dragging people are like we're calling the ambulance she's like no no she's fine like drags me out of the arena we end up going to the hospital yeah it was just a very large bruise hematoma where I still can't feel part of my inner life damaged on your thigh but you know I appreciate how you reacted because I probably without that even I'm so used to you reacting like that at this point (laughs) I was slightly upset at you at the time you were yeah it was a really scary situation. It was, yeah. Sure. And I'm glad you pulled me out of it. Maybe I'm glad I didn't have a broken You've had a broken back or something. That probably <laughs> yeah, would have right. been bad. You but can get, you can that walk. kind of response, I'm like, I was like, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know? 
same thing in a bigger scale as like yeah. paper, but like she still has those reactions. The other time we were in Hawaii, my leash got stuck on my surfboard while a huge set was coming in and I couldn't get it unstuck on this coral head that was like scary. eight feet down. Oh, oh my and, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the leash was way too long for the board that I was on. And I was like, mom, mom, like I can't, can't. And she was like, fix it, fix it. <laughs> like yelling at me. But you know what this lady did? And I actually relied on her. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'm terrified. Yeah. yeah. She jumped off her board and dove down and un did it for oh me because I literally was like paralyzed. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It was stuck, stuck. And the waves were very big. I that saw day. you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and she's I was stuck. Like, I'm very uh -oh. stuck. Like if this wave hits me, I'm going to get very injured. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. got me unstuck. So, wow. you know, to this day, I still rely on her. Yeah. And I still panic. Yeah. So that probably allows me to be the confident person that I am because I know I have a good platform to lean yeah. on when, when shit hits the when, fan. When it's serious. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Oh, interesting. So maybe that's why I'm allowed to push myself in ways that... Because oh, you feel secure. Because I feel secure because yeah. I have this... To that. Like, mm -hmm. if, if things crumble, if I get... Mm -hmm. Like, if I hit rock bottom, mm -hmm. I, I have, I'm I very blessed to have a family that I know will always be there to pick mm -hmm. me back up. So you live literally right down the street from mm -hmm. your mom. Like, how... Like, what do your parents do that make you want to be around them? Like, All the I think time. that's... Yeah, you are around your parents... All the time. Yeah. And I think that, like, as a, you know, as a mom, like, it's totally my fantasy to see my children wanting to be around me and wanting to come home right. all the time. And, you know, I've mentioned that we're thinking about buying this piece of property while we're trying to buy it and then build a house. And I just envision this house filled with my adult mm -hmm. children and their families because I want them to be around it's me. It's a big enough property where they can build their own houses. Too. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like, oh, how fun. <laughs> So, like, what, I mean, did you ever go through a phase where you didn't want to be around your mom? Yes. Mm -hmm. How I old did. were you? Um, I was in high school, mm -hmm. probably. It didn't last that long. 16. 16. Mm -hmm. When the hormones hit me. I think that's We've normal. heard about we hitting want. fights between the two of you. Name calling. Yes, name calling. Some name calling. Uh, the boys would just leave the room. You know, that it wasn't <laughs> up screaming. Maybe some little slap taps here and there. <laughs> yeah, I love um, that you guys hit each other. Oh, yeah. That's probably bad. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Girl. I We're love not it. Perfect, I think it's so but it always ended up in laughter. We would Can never... you guys just see them? Just like Bernice and her sixteen-year-old daughter, just like and hitting each small. other and yelling. Oh, no. We're not small. I'm five no. ten. She's six one. And I was like, at one point, I was like yelling at her. I'm like, "You're a whore," or something. And the boys like run out of the room, like, "Uh oh!" And she, she like punches that. me in the arm, not super hard. Like it's just like what you do in school. But I'm all, "Oh." Oh, she's hurt my arm. And I'm like running through the house. Jones hurt my arm. And it was hilarious. And Mike's like, of course she hurt your arm. You called her you a called whore. You called her a whore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one of those comedic things where, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm crying right now. Well, then we started laughing. Yeah, then it was hilarious because it's like, what are we doing? Not that we promote that. We but, do not promote that. Oh, it's so funny, though. Like, but it's I so just human. love that. Yeah. It's so human. And yeah, look at you guys. And yeah. we have this, you know, we're dominant female. So, yeah. and she, oh, we still fight. We still fight. And she, at that age, she's 16. She's coming into her womanness, yeah. really. Yeah. And I'm still like, no, like, I'm the woman. But you I know? love that you give, and this is what I think is so cool, is just creating that safe space to try this stuff out. Yeah, totally. You know, mm -hmm. it's like that security. Like, well, 
There's I that. feel like I'm a lion in that this, these are my cubs and uh-huh. I'm going to fight. That's how I felt with the boys, remember? I was yeah. very protective over them. And, and I might and... be, you know, I might have some sharp fangs and mm, maybe afraid. I have a claw that scratches mm-hmm. occasionally. Right. But I, but you know that I'm your lion. Yeah, I will always I be you. there. I, I will always be there. It, well, and I'm like, the other thing that I, so when I had hugs, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be my best friend, just like you guys. And then when I found out Piper was a girl, the thing that I was most disappointed about, or the only thing basically that I was disappointed about, is I was like, they're going to be best friends, and who's going to be my best friend? Like, I got so jealous thinking that they were going to be closer. And now that we're having our third girl, like, I'm so curious if I can have that type of, like, relationship with my girls that you guys have, or do you think it was, like, partly super special because you're the only girl? No, uh, I don't think so, honestly. I mean, we're really, maybe that is actually, we are really close because the boys all have each other. They all had each other. And And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with, like, I'm not them. Like, yeah, I'm like, on? what are the boys doing? That's weird stuff. Yeah, that's weird stuff. Um, um, and I, but it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just interesting. And when you brought up the fact that we are always over at our parents' house, yeah, you know, I married Sam, who also likes family. Mm-hmm. Both of us just really enjoy being with our close family and friends. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, am a very inclusive person. Mm-hmm. I want to be with my family. I want to bring my friends to my family. I want to like mm-hmm. have everyone together in like one big package, you mm-hmm. know, always. Mm-hmm. I wish I could keep it that way forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because of our relationship. I've never really thought of that. Like, I guess so. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very close to my mom too. Yeah. You are really close very to Very close to my mom. Mm-hmm. And I hated her for a long time. We still sometimes. We do, yeah. That's normal. I think that's in any normal, relationship, any any intimate relationship, sure. you're yeah. going to have periods of dislike. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering like if I'm going to be closer to one of my daughters. Like that kind of feels weird to me to think, oh, maybe I'll have one that I'm the closest with. And it might change over time mm-hmm. too. It's like right. the triad because I'm from a three sister, so be three sisters, and um, I used to be like the closest to my mom. Yeah. But now I think my oldest sister is. But or, she lives right next door. No, my middle oh, sister sorry, does. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the middle sister does. But, all, but your oldest in, one is closer? Well, now I think it is kind of morphing where she's really close to all three of us. Because mm-hmm. my oldest sister is moving into like retirement. And so kind of seeing my mom's life as her, you know, like, oh. Oh, sure. Kind of reaching out to her that way. Yeah. My oh, middle yeah. sister kind of lives there. And she's enjoying just hanging out with my mom now, finally. Finally, yeah. And, um, and I think I was always kind of the one in there, but it's kind of nice to share the, to shift, to share the load a little bit Mm -hmm. with them too, Mm -hmm. that they're also close to mom. Right. And yours and your daughters will probably be close to each other too. Mm -hmm. Like I love those sisters. Oh, how about those sisters that, um, who, who did the training recently, who did the workshop? Oh my gosh. They loved each other so much. They're so cute. They all sat next to each other. They were touched oh each God. other's Hugging legs. each other. All my friends with sisters, I mean, we're all friends. Like, the sisters are friends. I'm uh-huh. a friend. Oh, yeah. And like, you're friends with the sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. It, it creates this girl gang that's just, like, girl unstoppable, gang. though. They're very lucky. They're going to be so lucky to have each other and you. Like, your guys, you're going to be solid. 
yeah. crazy. I'm, I, I, I hope. Love that. I hope. I hope. And even I for home. me, I always want to leave the door open, though. Like, mm-hmm. my dad's like, give the cow a big pasture. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you are always welcome here. I love having you here. But if this is not your place either. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> you, whatever. I am. No, you want all of your children right next to you. I would like them right next to me. When Joe lived in Seattle, you went like every two weeks. That was nice to go to Seattle. (laughs) She's just like, going back. (laughs) You're like, taking the Friday afternoon flight. And you go hang out in Ballard. Maybe that's what my mom taught me too, is that you you got to visit them too. Oh. Because I was just thinking about Mike's parents. And they they never visited very much. I thought your mom never visited. My mom didn't. Well, no, my mom visited when she was younger. Oh, when she was she young, did. She did. After my dad retired for like, oh. remember we yeah, did those trips and we would do stuff. They would come up and hang uh-huh. out with us. And, um, but I was just thinking like Mike's parents never encouraged that inclusiveness uh-huh. because they were busy golfing or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes I think maybe you have to work on that oh, as your yeah. kids get older. Yeah. Like we're having a, yeah. You know, vacation yeah. or let's all go camping together. Right. And I wonder if I need to do that with each of my daughters individually, you know, or have like group trips or like have solo trips. Probably both. Yeah, probably both with girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the group. I like, I'm like, I love the group trips. Like, but you guys have trip. so many solo trips. Think about how many times your mom went to Seattle. Yeah, but yeah, but to. Just to say, the only time we've ever actually gone on a trip together was because of the wedding, oh. which was a lot of fun. And I think we both hopefully agreed that we would try and do more of those. Yeah, solo because trips. we are so inclusive that we don't do solo trips, just uh-huh. the two of us, ever. Uh-huh. That was the first time we've ever done that. Well, a planned one, but I did go, Kaylee's right, to go to your house a lot. Yeah, but Sam was there. I'm saying like, sure. oh, just know, us alone. Just but I just mean without the other siblings. Other sibs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think it's easier with a girl? Like, how often do you just go? Oh, it's easier hey, with Sam. a girl. <laughs> hey, Sam, you Stop guys want to go weekend. down to, you want to go camping on the Blackfoot with me this weekend? <laughs> Sam be like, what's the matter with you, Mom? Like, what do you want to talk to me about? That's what he would be worried about. Yeah, he'd be about. like, what's happening? Like, what's what's wrong? the problem? What do we got to process? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, Aww. this is pretty cool. It's been so fun. I just, and, and it's fun for me to. Work with a mother daughter team now. <laughs> she gets our similar personalities. Lucky her. <laughs> oh, I love it though. Um, thank you for being on our podcast, Joe. Yeah. Yes. I love Hi. that you guys interrupt each other more than I interrupt you normally. I was. Was I interrupting? Oh, no, yeah. We you guys talk over each other, each other constantly. Oh, I don't even know. You should have seen the sound waves during this podcast. Like, Uh-oh. these ladies are loud and they interrupt each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, it. Well, that's good because you usually interrupt me. I, so. That's what I'm saying. It made me feel really good yeah. to not be the one who's, like, talking <laughs> over you all the time. <laughs> we all do that to each other. I know. You, we do. It works. That's how I get heard. <laughs> Listen up, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll, I'll check in maybe maybe once more before the baby. Yeah, maybe once more before the baby. Yeah, we'll see. And also, um, what else do they have to do? Don't forget to oh, leave a review. Joe. Here, yes. this, this, is why, this is why Joe's good for us over here at Ula <laughs> Fitness. Joe, can you tell them what to do? Yes. Um, if you like what you hear on this podcast, which if you made it to this point, you do, um, <laughs> please go to iTunes and leave a review for us. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more uh, we can promote this podcast and more listeners we can have. So 
Leave us a review. We love you all. Leave us a review. Rate us. Rate us. iTunes. iTunes. Don't forget. Love you. Bye. Bye. He's talking over you.